Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Ugly Growth Podcast. This is your host, Andrea Cowenhowen, and I am very excited to share today's episode with you. I haven't posted anything new on the podcast in a while, and to be fair, this episode is really not new. Samantha and I actually recorded this podcast many months ago, but I've been sitting on it, waiting for the right moment, and this is the time. I'm so excited to share it with you. On this episode, I am joined by Samantha of Love Legacy Coaching. Samantha is a certified sex, love, and relationship coach through VITA, which is Layla Martin's coaching institute, and she's also a certified sacred femininity and Tao tantric arts teacher. That is a mouthful. I've probably said that four times now, but I finally got it right. (laughs) Um, And Samantha's specialty is in lovingly guiding women from feeling unworthy and insecure about their bodies and disconnected from their sexuality and overall disempowered in their lives to feeling absolutely in love with who they are, being intimately connected to their pleasure and an empowered creator of their lives. She's known for her ability to curate safe spaces to explore these innermost realms of your being to really help you bring your deepest desires to life. Of course, these can be really tender topics to some. And we do talk about Samantha's unique journey in this episode, which includes recovering from sexual abuse and trauma in her childhood. So those are some of the themes that we're going to be talking about. We're also going to be getting into like what is sexual empowerment, what is pleasure reclamation, um, because it was those early experiences with trauma that really inspired Samantha to get into this line of work and to reconnect with her body and help other women heal in this way. So there's a lot of really good stuff in this episode. I encourage you to keep an open mind. You might just feel inspired to go buy a new glass wand for yourself or a new jade egg after this podcast. And if you don't yet know what a jade egg is, you are certainly in for a treat. One last exciting thing to share with you before we get into the episode, I wanted to let you know that I currently have two spaces open for my one-on-one mentorship. This is my identity creation mentorship. It's my signature offer. This is the space for us to really go deep together one-on-one in a personalized setting. It's for the person who's really ready to get out of their own way to uncover the unconscious beliefs and patterns that have been holding you back and maybe even straight up destroying you from the inside out so that you can really become who you are meant to be in this lifetime and who you desire to be in this lifetime. Because so many people are just living on autopilot, going through life on their default settings and not realizing that they're actually capable of designing a completely new reality that is rooted really in chosen and desired beliefs rather than just what they've known or what they're used to and what they've been conditioned into through their upbringing, through society, through culture. So this is really what I offer. I offer hypnosis, coaching, really designed to help you unlock and anchor into a new chosen identity. I will put the application link in the show notes below if that sounds of interest to you. And if you have any questions about it, feel free to DM me on Instagram over at The Art of Overflow, and I'd be happy to chat more with you about it. Now, without further ado, let's drop into this episode with Samantha. Samantha, welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have you here. Mm, Thank you, Andrea, for having me. 
This is going to be so good. So Mm. Samantha, you run Love Legacy Coaching. Yes. And you do pleasure and sexual empowerment coaching for women. That is correct. Yes. So that is just such a juicy niche. And there are so many things that I want to ask you about. But first of all, I'd love to hear a bit about like, what made you choose sexual empowerment and pleasure coaching specifically? Because that is such a unique thing to be supporting with. So yeah, I'd love to just learn a bit about your journey and what brought you to this place now. Mm. Well, thanks so much for having me here and giving me the opportunity to to share my story and to connect with you and your community. It's really a gift um, to have these sort of connections. So I'm really grateful for the evolution of our, of our relation. And yeah, as a survivor of childhood sexual trauma and abuse, I grew up most of my life feeling very disconnected from my body and from my yoni, from my pleasure, feeling very unworthy and inadequate. And I carried these beliefs into my youth and into the way that I related to myself and to other people. And I didn't really have very fulfilling relationships. I felt like I felt like there was parts of me that I weren't able to access and I felt really dull and and cut off from my life force energy from my from my radiance and it wasn't until I moved to college in Hawaii where I started to become more peaceful and started to become more aware and and I would see women who were 10 years, you know, much older than me, who were so gorgeous and so radiant, so vibrant. And I knew that there was something more to life that I wasn't yet in connection with. And so this led me on a path of spiritual awakening. And I found teachers such as Psalms Zadora and Layla Martin, who, you know, helped me understand myself in my body and help me to gain that confidence and the knowledge the wisdom to start to heal my relationship with my body and my sexuality my sexual energy and that has you know I did in 2019 I did a sex love and relationship coaching program with Layla Martin and since then I've studied um, in Costa Rica I did a five-week immersion with her teachers with Minka DeVos and Shashi Soluna. And that was really powerful. That was seven days of from 7 a.m. to about 10 p.m. of doing really deep um, trauma healing work and healing um, our relationship to the feminine and to our bodies. And yeah, really special. Doing a lot of work with the Jade Egg, which is one of my favorite modalities and it really feels like this work brings me so much joy and fulfillment to offer and to help teach and guide and empower other women on this path because we can all relate to my journey in some way even if it of course doesn't look the same but just the years of conditioning around our bodies and our worth and um, placing a lot of value on the things that 
are more superficial and I think a lot of us are wanting to connect more to the soul and more to the substantial parts of ourselves that that add that depth and and meaning to to our lives so here I am now and mm. feels yeah it feels like such a gift and an honor to to be able to hold women in this way mm, that's so beautiful so it really sounds like it was your own awakening that happened first like you mentioned you felt inspired by these radiant women around you and just kind of recognize through that process like hey if it's possible for them like there must be possible for me like there must be something that I have yet to discover and you know there was like that curiosity and just excitement to dig deeper and discover more of yourself more of your depth like you said yeah that's exactly it and I feel like if it was possible for me it's really possible for anyone because I had such a low sense of self-worth and I was, I didn't self-pleasure. I was very disconnected to my pleasure. It was I was inorgasmic. And now having done a lot of work on myself and working with the glass wand and the jade egg, I am a multi-orgasmic woman and just feel so much sensation and, and a wide range of sensation. And I'm able to really open my body and receive pleasure in all areas of my life, not just in the intimate spaces, but Mm. Yeah. yeah that's incredible and I'm sure so many women listening are like teach me how <laughs> <laughs> yeah I last week was a really big highlight for me um because I taught a live breast massage workshop to a group of mothers it was at this local spa here in Santa Cruz where I live and it my my two friends put on a mom spa night and it was just like this giant tub of just naked women naked moms and we're all just loving up our breasts and it was it was really powerful for so many of them and i also i don't only just work with moms but i do love working with moms um because they give so much and women have been really conditioned to be people pleasers to to um, deplete ourselves in order to give to others and so giving back to ourselves and, and it can be in these really simple loving nourishing ways to reconnect home with with our bodies um, yeah mm, that's beautiful that's beautiful yeah you've mentioned a few things so it sounds like you have a few different offerings. So you are working in community and teaching women things like breast massage. And you mentioned the jade egg as well. So that, yeah, there's so many things I'd love to learn more about throughout this episode. So why don't we start with uh, the jade egg and, and what actually is that? And tell us a bit about that practice and what people can expect in terms of like benefits. I know you mentioned that you've been able to become multi-orgasmic, like has the jade egg played a role in that and all that juicy fun stuff? Well, I brought the jade egg to show anyone who is listening or watching the video rather. Um, and the jade egg is an, comes from an ancient Taoist tradition ranging around 5,000 years ago from China. And it was reserved for the concubines to the emperor and to the empress. And this really helped with sexual vitality, helping with attractiveness and youthfulness, as well as um, sexual performance. 
and they knew the Taoists knew that women who were really connected to their creative life force energy were were powerful beyond measure and they were because they were tapped into their bodies depth of wisdom and knowledge and that goes along the lines of our bodies really have everything they need within us to to heal themselves and there what i love about the jade egg is that it is such a gentle loving yet really powerful and potent practice and it has a wide myriad of benefits so ranging from like physical uh, emotional physical um, spiritual and some of the physical benefits are it helps to prevent incontinence and prolapse incontinence is when you involuntarily pee whether you're like laughing or coughing or exercising things like this and then um, prolapse is when the uterus or the sexual organs fall out of place out of alignment and this is very common for women who have um, given childbirth and so it's a great practice to do before and after childbirth um, to prepare and then to heal from and um, it really helps to resensitize the yoni and to help lubricate the yoni and to help increase sexual vitality in your libido and um, it helps to strengthen and tonify the pelvic floor muscles as well as it softens and it creates a really balanced and supple pelvic floor as well because you're really focusing on contraction and relaxation and it's similar i know you love working out as do i and it's similar like going to the gym and you have a conscious set of practices a sequence of practices that you do to train your body and your muscles and then you, you go home and you leave and you relax and so um, doing so with intention is so powerful and that's also something that I really love about the jade egg is that it really acts as a bridge uh, from you and your yoni and your your sexuality because so many women of us carry so much shame and trauma around our bodies and around our sexuality and so it really helps just creating like 10 15 20 minutes 30 minutes every so often to prioritize the sacred space with yourself and to really connect back in connect home with yourself is so priceless and really needed for so many of us in this uh, modern capitalistic world where we're constantly achieving and going 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 and really depleting our energy levels in our bodies and that's why there's um, so much sickness in the world and um, this is like one of the best kept secrets for women's sexual health and vitality and um, it's completely safe and it's been used you know for thousands of thousands of years and um, and also on a more energetic emotional level it really helps to move and release any stagnant energy or trauma that's stored in the pelvic floor and the sexual organs because we do hold so much there over the course of our entire lives unless we we do that conscious healing work around our our wombs and our yonis and spiritually it just really helps you connect to your turn on and your divinity 
and just helps you really tap in and, and embrace and embody your your goddess nature and to just love every parts of yourself coming home to yourself feeling really at home and confident in your skin so these are just i could go on and on and on but these are <laughs> uh some of the many benefits and gifts of the jade egg mm, yeah that's beautiful thank you so much for sharing and yeah for anyone who doesn't know what it looks like or yeah isn't seeing the video um it's yeah it looks like kind of like a little easter egg but it's made <laughs> but it's made out of jade uh which is a stone right nephrite jade and it's very it's very trendy to work with yoni stones but i i recommend only working with jade and obsidian or glass one because the constitution is really solid no bacteria is going to get in there so you're less prone to um, just getting bacteria in your yoni and there are some you know, like rose and amethyst, I love them, but they're more porous and they have been known to break inside of women's yonis and it's, it's rare, but it does happen. And I didn't specify this, but a yoni is a S Sanskrit word for vagina. It means like the window or the portal to the soul, to the universe and has many different meanings, but um, that's why I like using that word. Mm, yes, we love the word yoni. <laughs> yeah, so in terms of like the actual practice, so essentially you like insert it for a given like amount of time, like are there actual like breathing exercises or something that you're doing like while using it or like is that more some like in depth or how does that actually work? Yeah, your breath is always informing uh, the movements of the body and the, the contraction and the relaxation and the surrender. And yeah, it's recommended that it's not inside of you longer than um, about four hours because again, because we hold so much tension in our, in our pelvic floor muscles, if we're not conscious of how our muscles are holding the egg, then it could actually create more tightness in that area. And especially women who have vaginismus, who have already have a really tight pelvic floor where it's hard to even insert a finger. That's why these the jade egg probably isn't, isn't good for people with vaginismus. Yoni massage and really yoni mapping and dearmoring would be a better place to start there, but it can It has been studied and known to damage the finer tissues and muscles of the vaginal canal if it's left in for long periods of time because we're not aware of what our uh, vaginal canal and, and pelvic floor our muscles are doing. Um, but yeah, there's so many practices um, that you can do with them. And there's different visualization practices as well as um, different techniques around squeezing around the egg. So for example, you, you can practice just squeezing, lifting and squeezing around the egg as you inhale and then exhale releasing. And that's one of the most basic ones. Um, but then you can do one where you squeeze the lower, middle, upper vaginal canal and then, and then release piece by piece. And you really get that dexterity in that the strength of the pelvic floor and you you build that muscle mind connection and you're rewiring the way that you feel and connect to this most sacred 
and powerful part of a woman's body. Mm, that's so interesting. It truly does sound like a workout for your pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's yeah, definitely one way. <laughs> it's it's so much fun. Like it, it just it connects you to this really to the beauty of being a woman and the gift of being a woman and it helps you to love to really build a loving relationship to your your yoni your vulva because there's a lot of women who have shame around their vulvas mm -hmm. and um yeah it's just it's really special yeah yeah for sure and i'd love to talk a bit more about that in terms of you know women who might be listening for which that feels like such an edge like yeah. to consider building a relationship with their yoni or you know yeah like incorporating intentional practices of, of self-pleasure and like you mentioned like connecting to your divinity and connecting to your life force energy like for women who feel like that's such a stretch or like maybe so far beyond like their current like the current way that they feel about themselves or what's possible for the relationship with their bodies like yeah, maybe just talking a bit about what you would say to that woman. That's an excellent point. Thank you. Yeah, with everyone that I work with, I really just meet them wherever they are. And a cornerstone of my work is really bringing in kindness and compassion and meeting the parts of you that feel disgust or repulsion or that feel a lot of shame and just building really loving awareness around in relationship with these parts of us and letting them know that you acknowledge them that they're welcome here and also that you're you're holding them you're going to create safety for them and, and really honor them through this process because it is so tender and and vulnerable and um you know we don't really jump straight into working with the yoni so we kind of build up towards that and working with a lot of body massage, sensual body massage, as well as breast massage, um, and then eventually making our way to our yonis. But it's really like a, a, adoring and worshiping and appreciating the whole body. And, it, you know, it may not, it may feel really foreign at first or really strange, but just, you know, showing up and being, being curious and you know, having this sense of openness and curiosity and just seeing, you know, what shows up, whatever arises and holding whatever arises with that loving presence, the, the loving presence that so many of us didn't get growing up and really learning how to hold yourself and how to reparent yourself is definitely a part of this process. It's kind of hard to do work around your sexuality without addressing you know, the inner child and the reparenting and just learning to really create that trust and safety for yourself. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. you know, it's a process and it's not an overnight process. It's a lifelong cultivation practice, especially because we're so inundated by media and culture around how we should look. And, um, and the reality is that our bodies are ever changing, ever evolving, especially as we age. And uh, there's always something to, you know, judge or criticize. But that that way of serving us, that way of operating isn't really serving us. 
And so once we recognize that, we can also have an intention and make a choice to begin to relate differently. And again, it's like meditation is like a practice. Like we can't control our thoughts, but we can, you know, have dominion over how we relate to them and how we relate to these different parts. And it's definitely not, it's not always easy at first. It can be very confronting, but just, you know, accepting and having compassion for what you're feeling and also what you're not feeling because there can be a lot of numbness and a lot of disconnection feeling cut off so just just allowing that allowing right yeah yeah and I think for so many women that you know just exist on this planet (laughs) uh, are moving through the world just like not even realizing maybe the level of shame that they're carrying in their bodies about sexuality, about their bodies in general, like, you know, feeling the need to hide and and cover up and like really just not have any sort of sexual appetite at all. And, you know, even for myself, I'm I'm thinking about this um, retreat I went to a few months ago. It was like a feminine embodiment, like womb healing retreat. And it was the first time I had done anything like this of kind of what you're describing of like, we did like a yoni steam and we did an exercise of like, you know, you're kind of under a blanket and you have a little mirror and you're having a conversation with your yoni and like waiting for a response from your yoni. So it's like almost giving a consciousness to her and like having those sorts of conversations. And then um, the one thing that I... Well, that was so, so potent and, and transformative for me was um, we kind of finished off the retreat with this, like, I can only really describe it as like a goddess initiation ritual. <laughs> I love the sound of this. <laughs> yeah, I had never done anything like this. And yeah, essentially, I think there was a group of 14 of us and we were in this yurt and the facilitator had kind of set up this like pathway, like a spiral shape in the middle of the room and whoops <laughs> and we were walking from the, like towards or from this fireplace and then going into the spiral into the middle of the room where the facilitator was meeting us with a rose to do this like kind of anointing and as we walked along this spiral we were invited to remove article after article of clothing And each piece of clothing represented like a judgment or, you know, an aspect of the shame that we were holding about ourselves or about our bodies, you know, maybe a connection to a past lover where we had like some resentment or judgment for ourselves and how we acted. And, you know, the idea is that we're laying all of those down and then coming into the center of the of the room, which was kind of like the womb space where you were reborn and laying it all down like in the womb as the altar kind of a transformation Mm. and for myself like when she first said we were gonna be naked in front of each other I was like absolutely not (laughs) like no um like that's the first time that I had ever been in a situation like that and at first I felt like really, really triggered by it. And I I wasn't expecting that reaction from myself either. I was like, you know, I'm pretty like 
you know, free and easygoing and, and whatever else. But when she said this is what we would be doing, I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be really challenging. Like, is everyone actually going to do this? Maybe if someone else doesn't do it, I won't have to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, like all the thoughts that come up. And sure enough, <laughs> uh, so we were in a circle and we went kind of like one by one, each woman. And thankfully, I was in the second half of the circle, so I didn't have to go first. Um, but the first woman who did go I was just like wailing (laughs) crying the whole time with her just like absolutely in awe of what was happening and like feeling everything that she was going through as she like walked this path into the middle of the room and laid it all down and she let out this like guttural scream as she got to the middle of the room and it was just like holy shit like we are laying down generations of shame and judgment towards our bodies and towards ourselves. And so all the women in the group went one by one. And then we had like this dance party afterward and we're all just like naked and dancing under the moon. (laughs) And yeah, for myself, I, yeah, I bring that up because when I went, when it was my turn, I had no idea like the degree of shame that I was carrying and that I had to lay down at the altar like for me as well when I got to the middle I knelt down and put my hands on the ground and just cried and I stayed there for a while (laughs) and I can still see it like very vividly in my mind um so yeah I just could never have imagined myself in an experience like that and I think for me who's done so much work around deconditioning and shame and like so much healing years of healing at this point to really not be aware of the degree of shame I was still carrying it just made me think like how many women who have never really like done that much to look inward like how much shame are they carrying that they're unaware of and how heavy is that how heavy is that burden and and what kind of effects are, are that is that having on society as a whole? Yeah. So, yeah, that was just a really powerful experience that felt relevant to our conversation that I wanted to share. Yeah, it sounds like a powerful purification and deeply transformative initiation. That's so beautiful. I got chills when you were sharing parts of that story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, yeah it, you know, we internalize and repress into our subconscious a lot of this because it's it's heavy. Like there's, and it's coming from so many different angles over years and years and years. And to really survive and move forward in our lives, if we don't have the the safety or the community to process these things, then they just get stuck and stored in our bodies. And then we're operating as as you all know, like unconsciously. Um, in in sometimes really subtle and insidious ways, harming ourselves and sabotaging um, our well-being, sabotaging our dreams, our relationships. And that's, you know, the power of these containers, of having these really safe and sacred containers, especially with other women, to do this deep work. You know, if this was like day one, you probably would have been like, hell no. (laughs) But you had been with each other for some time, really building the bond and the safety and um and then Mm -hmm. sounds like you know the other women who went 
before you really opened the door and, and gave you permission to to really let go of some of more of the deeper layers that were still there so yeah it's important to know like the facilitator just had the utmost integrity and I think actually every woman there was a healer or coach or facilitator of some sort so like the level of safety present was unbelievable mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're absolutely right like do I think I would have been able to maybe go to that depth in other circumstances if I didn't feel that degree of safety maybe not so yeah thank you for for mentioning that yeah um, yeah I'm so grateful I remember you telling me several months ago that you were gonna start exploring more of this part of you so mm-hmm. I'm grateful to see that begin to unfold and as we were I was talking to you before this about just how radiant and vibrant you've been looking and so healthy and happy and you were telling me about your your hot girl awakening and (laughs) and yeah that's really a natural evolution of this process is just no matter what you look like on the outside it's that that self-love and that and the inner the radiance from within that really shines through when we begin to heal these parts of ourselves that didn't that felt inadequate that didn't feel like they were worthy of love that they didn't belong that they were weird or estranged or freaky like really reclaiming those parts and embracing then our unique wholeness our unique divinity and mm. uh really living from that place unapologetically yes yeah. i love that and yeah you're absolutely right like I think it was a natural evolution. And like you said, it, yeah, it was my hot girl awake. <laughs> <laughs> and it, yeah, like I always say that to people, it's like the real glow up happens from the inside. Mm-hmm. Like the glow up isn't about, you know, a brand new wardrobe or like getting your nails done and like getting your hair done. Like sure, those things are like the cherry on top. But the real radiance happens through this deeper work to going to all of the places that you have avoided Mm -hmm. and really integrating all aspects of self so that you feel like unified in who you are and like actually congruent with the energy that you're presenting to the world. Mm -hmm. Like that, that's what we're attracted to. Like I get more compliments on my energy than anything else. And it's just such a testament to, yeah, the work that I've done and that I continue to do. And, you know, part of that has been um, changing the way that I approach both my yoni and my pleasure practice. So I know, I think when we spoke last year, you were telling me a bit about glass wands. And up until that point, I had only ever used a vibrator for self-pleasure practice So I immediately after that conversation, I went and I ordered a glass wand. (laughs) And ever since then, I actually have not used my vibrator since I got the glass wand. And let me tell you, (laughs) um, my orgasms have never been this powerful before in my life. Yeah. And I'm also, it's not even just with self-pleasure. I'm noticing with my partner, like I'm consistently like reaching orgasm every time we have sex, which like before this, 
up until this point, like I'm 29 years old, every sexual encounter I had before this pretty much, I maybe had like one orgasm with one other guy in my lifetime. So to not to go from like that scarce and rare to like every time it's it's kind of mind-blowing to me so yeah I'd love to hear you talk about like glass wands versus vibrators like what is that about because I don't even really know I'm just enjoying the benefits of it and loving life (laughs) (laughs) yeah nothing wrong with with um with vibrators but they are really you know kind of artificial in nature and really powerful and we have such a you know so many nerve endings in our clitoris and our clitoris structure and um it you know it can retrain it trains the body to orgasm in a certain way you know through through repetition and it the clitoris is the easiest way to orgasm and it just takes a a shift a retraining um, and a reconditioning to experience g-spot orgasms and cervical orgasms like these deeper more powerful vaginal orgasms that that don't really have necessarily a massive peak and drop off um there's it's more of ebb and flow just feeling waves and waves of orgasmic pleasures you know especially as you reach orgasm but yeah it's like really turning on and fine-tuning and sensitizing all of the the muscles inside of the vaginal canal and um it's just i love it because it's it's clean it's easy like the glass um and i prefer one that's slightly curved and smooth personally but you know there's so many different types and it can just reach places that it's harder with our hands to sustain self-pleasuring with our hands for a really long time. Mine, you know, cramps or it starts to, it starts to hurt. So it's just, it just makes it easier and it, um, and doing work around de-armoring, which de-armoring is doing pressure points around certain parts of the vaginal canal and, and outside on the vulva to help release any stored or stagnant trauma and energy there and using breath and sound to help break up some of that energy that is living and stored in our in our bodies Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's a magical magical tool i know i started using that and that's also what really helped me to resensitize my yoni because similarly to you i could barely orgasm alone let alone with a partner and now me and my partner always usually orgasm together and it's really nice you know to be able to have that connection and that resonance with the person that you're making love with having sex with so Mm -hmm. yeah it's just it's um yeah it's really retraining the body and uh in the neural pathways right yeah it's just like any habit Mm-hmm. is basically what I'm hearing it's like you've kind of like trained yourself to only be able to come in a certain way yeah kind of like recoding that pathway yeah and knowing that you know we're such as women such cyclical beings you know at different times of our cycle different times of our day we are feeling differently and so also 
to take away that pressure of needing to perform or orgasm like that's not the goal the goal is connecting with yourself moment to moment and being in tune and touch with yourself and that can sometimes you know be challenging there are these parts of us that like really want the release or want the orgasm and that's okay too like it's, it's all okay ultimately um but to kind of shift the intention and the goal rather being just to to see what comes up and as you explore yourself and it's also totally normal a lot of women cannot reach orgasm even vaginal orgasms without stimulating the clit especially while making love and I know that can be a little bit of a stigma or, or some awkward energy around that but really having these conversations with your partner um, to help create more safety and more permission uh, for and to take time and in, in self-exploration and just that communication really does help to do outside of the bedroom and the more that you know yourself and have explored yourself the easier those conversations will be because a lot of women are so disconnected that they don't even know what feels good or what they like and mm -hmm. we're yeah. all learning together <laughs> yeah exactly and I think you know it can also be really normalized to just like put it all on the partner of like oh well like he doesn't know what he's doing or like <laughs> the technique isn't there something like that and it's like well like yeah what kind of self-exploration have you done like do you actually know what feels good to you and like you said like that communication process is so important but I think a lot of women are like you said like a lot of women are people pleasers so they're maybe afraid to to start those conversations to initiate it because it can come off as if uh, maybe their partner's doing something wrong or they're not good enough. And so they're just like trying not to rock the boat. <laughs> so do you have any tips for like starting those conversations or like breaking those barriers around communication? Yeah, I think by prefacing it that it's a really, you know, vulnerable subject can help to diffuse some of some of that energy and then to really, you know, share this is very common, like sharing the appreciations, things that you appreciate about your partner and how they how they treat you, how they touch you, um, really leading with that. And then also sharing like this is what my body really likes and can we slow down? Can we really take the time to get to know each other's bodies again? And, you know, I feel for men, men are it's more straightforward, you know their orgasms, their arousal is more straightforward. For women, it um, our anatomy can range drastically. And so it really is like learning all over again with a new person. It can be that way. And so um, also having compassion for our lovers, you know, <laughs> male or female. Um, yeah, it's just, it's really getting curious and it, it's going to feel awkward. It may, you know, stumble a few times, but it's worth, it's worth it, you know, to, to start to have those conversations and just being really kind and compassionate with yourself and your partner that through that process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Leading with, leading with appreciation. You can never really go wrong with that. It's like, oh, I love when you do this. I love when you do that. And like, what would make it even more delicious is like some of this. <laughs> yeah. 
Definitely. And, you know, women, we really do need about, you know, 20 to 30 minutes to really get fully aroused. And what that looks can look like is, you know, your your vulva and your um, labia is is really plump and juicy and the colors are deeper and richer. And, you know, if that's not there, like having penetrative sex can feel very, very painful. And similarly with working with the glass wand or um, with your partner's penis, it's really like going really slow and even like as you're entering, really pausing, eye gazing, breathing together, going, you know, very slow. And, and then it's for women, it's more of like an internal massage. So making like little circles and, and gentle movements and then really slowly entering piece by piece. And then, you know, pausing, breathing and like rinse and repeat, keep doing that because then the yoni will feel more safe, more open to have like faster, deeper, penetrative sex. I definitely, I mean, that happens for me all the time and I'm, I'm still learning even though I've been on the path, um, on this path for about four or five years now. Um, and I can even know sometimes in me, like I'll feel pain, but I can push through it or keep going. And I, I'm really also working on speaking up and, uh, changing that because I have much greater sex when I do really pause and, and take that spaciousness, you know, really taking up space, uh, can also be hard for us women. And so many of us have been conditioned, uh, by society and by religious structures that it's all about the man's pleasure. And we're just here to support the pleasure of a man. And so that's really not the case. <laughs> and the more actually that we feel more open, soft and surrendered, the better the experience is going to be for absolutely everybody. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And that like that soft and surrendered piece, like, you know, you can't have that if you aren't deeply trusting of your partner. Yeah. yeah. So it's like both, both pieces there are super important. It's like the trust that allows you to surrender. And I think part of building that trust is in having those harder conversations. Yeah. And being able to communicate what you need. Cause like what you're saying of like, yeah, women need the pause. They need the, the slowness. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And I think that's like the opposite of what men want to do. <laughs> like they just want to get in there and go to town. At least that's, <laughs> that's been uh, a lot of my experience. And so, yeah, being able to communicate, no, like I need you to take a breath, like let's slow down together. Um, because if you don't, then it can it can even lead to feeling like sex isn't an enjoyable practice. Like I've, I've definitely spoken to women. They're like, oh, I just don't even really like sex that much. Like I just kind of do it because he wants to do it or like whatever else. And they're just kind of along for the ride and like yeah. not even considering that they have a role, like that they can have pleasure from it and that it can be a mutually enjoyable experience. Yeah, so common. And that's because of the factors that we had just just yeah. addressed is because they're really not getting you know they're not being worshipped they're not really getting that the time and space that they really deserve and need to really open up to receive more pleasure and feel more pleasure um but that can definitely change and yes i think sometimes we can assume that that's what men want and i they do like 
you know, the hard and fast deep penetration. I've been with my partner for over three years now and he, you know, he really likes when I advocate for myself and he likes like slowing down, like it feels good for him too. So it's really a deconditioning and relearning process for, for everyone. Mm, yeah. That's so true. That's so a lot true. of, yeah, a lot of men have uh, early prejaculation and, and so that can also really support them in lasting a lot longer and being more orgasmic as well. The win-win for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Mm. Um, yeah. So I'm absolutely loving this conversation and I know there's so much more we could get into, but for the sake of time, um, maybe that's where we can start to wrap up today, but is there anything else that you feel called to leave us with before we wrap up? Yeah. I think my last invitation would to be to just really trust that that inner voice, that inner calling. If you're feeling like you want to start to address sexual shame or shut down and you're wanting to open more to your vibrancy or in Andrea's words, have a um, hot girl awakening. <laughs> I love that. Um, just really, really trusting that and following your turn on, following your desire, even if it's a really small voice, um, because in doing so in taking those courageous next steps, those aligned next steps, um, will really begin to help you build confidence and to create more, more ease and freedom in your life and in your being. And this really is the work for us women is reclaiming our birthright to pleasure because literally we can use our sexual energy, our creative life force energy to alchemize any pain, any suffering into our, our liberation and our greatest gifts. And it's literally always available to us. It's, it's all right here. And yeah, to reclaim the, the beauty and the divinity of these bodies is really what our souls are longing for in this lifetime and it's it's becoming more available to us at this time which is I'm so grateful um yeah I'm so grateful and if you ever want support I would love to support you and I just had had such a great time talking about this subject I I love it more than anything <laughs> Yes, I've loved this conversation. Uh, definitely tell us a little bit about what you have going on right now. Do you have any like programs that you're enrolling for? What kind of offerings can you share with us? How can people work with you if they are interested in taking that next step? Yeah, so actually this evening, I am starting my seven-week Jade Egg course with my beautiful co-facilitator Gina who's from Australia. We met at a yoga ashram in southern Oaxaca where we used to live together and I was telling Andrew that my mom just signed up which I'm super ecstatic about. <laughs> love that. I'm so happy. Yeah, talking about healing. yeah healing ancestral trauma and when we do this work on ourselves how that has a really beautiful ripple effect on those around us and our families. Um, and that we'll be doing this often. So if you missed this one, uh, me and Gina will be doing it again and again and again. And um, I also will be launching my three month program, Central Metamorphosis, which has 
online videos and modules that release every two weeks. And then there's a group component about it, a group community where we have integration and celebrate one another. And then there's also, you receive one-on-one -on -one really personalized coaching with me because this is such deep work that I really like to support my clients and in, in what they're moving through. And yeah, those are my two kind of core offerings right now. And I also have, if you feel like working in a group is a little bit outside of your comfort zone right now, then we can just work one-on-one -on -one as well. Amazing. Love that. <laughs> and the best place to connect with you is on Instagram? Yes. My Instagram is lovelegacycoaching. And that's also my website, lovelegacycoaching.com. Amazing. And I will link all of that in the show notes for all of you to connect with Samantha and be able to browse the beautiful content that she shares with the world. I absolutely love seeing the posts that you share. You're just like so open and vulnerable on Instagram. So you're such a gift to the social media world. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's always fun navigating that realm. Um, but yeah. Thank you so much for having me here and I hope that this gets out to whoever needs to hear it within your community. Thank you so much, Andrea. Yay. Thank you, Samantha. Thank you so much for listening. I hope there was some medicine for you in this episode. And as always, if there are any like reflections or insights or things that you're taking away from the episode, it means the world to me when I see you sharing about it online. You can post about the episode on your story, tag me and Samantha and tell us about what your biggest insights are. That's really the best way to share about the podcast and get more women listening to conversations like this so that they can find that empowerment to reclaim their own sexuality and not feel shame to talk about these kind of things and like wanting to become a multi-orgasmic woman. So please share it with any sister that you know who could benefit. And I'm going to connect um, everything that you need to know about Samantha in the show notes. So she's at Love Legacy Coaching on Instagram. And that's also her website is lovelegacycoaching.com. And the direct links will be below. As always, you can connect with me, Andrea, over on Instagram at The Art of Overflow. Don't just be a fly on the wall. I really love to know like who's listening to the podcast, who's resonating with it, what's resonating with you, and even any questions that you might have or other topics that you'd love to see discussed here. Um, I know I've been a little bit quiet on the podcast and I would love to be a bit more active in, in creating content here. So if there are any things, any topics you'd love to see covered more, please let me know and I will take that feedback and create more content specifically for you. Okay. Thank you so much. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and see you in the next episode.